Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We've been talking a lot about Jimmy G today, about Matthew Stafford today. The Jimster. You know, Kyle Shanahan, we can get into him. Sean McVay is the guy, right, who, remember, Jared Goff was a number one overall pick. He went to two Pro Bowls, and they went to a Super Bowl. And, like, two-thirds of the way that season, through that season, remember that? People say, they have three MVP candidates on that team. Gurley, Aaron Donald, and Jared Goff. Like, think of where his stock was then. They traded him. It's a first overall. Two more firsts and a third for Stafford. They have no draft picks now forever. They're never allowed to draft another player again. And, and even Von Miller, that was a second and a third. They just get unloaded everything on this year. Key, you said on NFL Live yesterday, this is the biggest game. There's a man who coached in the Super Bowl against Bill Belichick. This is the biggest game in Sean McVay's career. The biggest one. Why? Well, you just you laid out everything, right? You 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 laid it out perfectly. You said that Jared Goff, number one overall pick, mind you that they traded up to get. So they traded picks to move up to the one spot to select Jared Goff. Now that was Les Need and Jeff Fisher, but it still was picks that was given up. So if you do the the you do the math on that, whatever that number is, then they traded away from Jared Goff after giving him a hundred million dollars and him leading them to a Super Bowl appearance. They then said, he's so bad, we'll give you two number ones and a third and Jared Goff, the ones and then some that we gave up to get him and that $100 million contract to give us Matthew Stafford that's 0-3 lifetime in the playoffs. So that was Sean McVay and Lesney's decision. Sean McVay didn't like what he had to do in the heavy lifting and the stress level that Jared Goff was putting on him. So we moved past that. Then you mentioned Von Miller. But before Von Miller and before Jared Goff, they went and got Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. He gave up picks to get Jalen and a whole bunch of money. So now you got all this. So they basically took the four corners of a table and pushed it all to the middle. Said, we're going all in this year to win the Super Bowl. Not get to the Super Bowl because we got that already. We already know what it looked like walking off the field, watching a confetti drop while we sit there sad and flying back home, they've already experienced that. Now he wants to experience the other side. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, he can't screw up against the 49ers. He's got to call the right plays, put them all in the right position. And then when you start talking about money being spent, they paid Robert Woods. They paid Cooper Cup. Mm -hmm. They paid Aaron Donald. They paid Whitworth. So you just, you start thinking about it. Paid OBJ to it. And then you went and got OBJ. And Bitcoin. And so. <laughs> well, what? I just want to didn't throw that say negotiated I, the deal. I didn't say anything. <laughs> they say Bitcoin, whatever. And so I need to touch mine. But in the end, everything is on him to deliver. Because if he doesn't, especially in Los Angeles, people will get mad. He's not going to get fired. It just puts a, a little bit of a stain on that boy genius wonder resume. Does it, though, kid? Absolutely, they, it, it does. So, I mean, if they, obviously, if they lose in a bad fashion to the 49ers, then. Oh, I forgot about that. They 0-6. They 0-6. I think that narrative, 
will always follow Sean McVay until he's able to get over that hump. But realistically, them getting to the NFC Championship game, if it's a close game and they lose, nope. I mean, would they be considered a fail? Like they, they at least have a, a two-year window, a three-year nope. window nope. with this team. Nope. Because they'll nope. be right back in the conversation next year. Nope. Yeah, they may be, but that wasn't the plan. I think they also, just went to the playoffs last year. That's not the plan. The plan wasn't to give up everything, Max, to go to the playoffs and play in the NFC Championship game. Well, I, I think what convinces me about your argument, Key, because Jay and I, we've Jay, you and I have been on the same side of this. Like, hold on, if Stafford wins at any point with the Rams, that's a huge success. But I think, Key, the thing that convinces me is, given all the resources they've put into this season, hundred percent, that the odds aren't going to go up after this. They're probably going to go down. Guys, how about this one? You bring in Matt Stafford. Remember what the score? It was the lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time was. Rams, Pats. Yeah. 13 to 3. They're saying we need to put up two touchdowns. Okay, Stafford, can you put up a couple of touchdowns for us in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, if they do lose, if they get to the Super Bowl key, yeah. and they lose but they play well, they put up points the whole thing, you can Doesn't matter cuz if you would have coached Jared Goff up, you'd have got back to the Super Bowl. You got back there. And well, the other thing is because he just took you there. Yeah, the other thing is McVay was a young hot shot, hadn't done anything yet. All of a sudden, boom, he's in the Super Bowl. Once you're like, hey, trust me. Look, I'm boy genius, right? Trust me to uh, guide this thing. This is the guy I need. This is what I need. Give me everything I need. You give him everything he needs, and it doesn't happen, then I see what you mean. Jay, I, like he's what, still what Sean they, McVay, but. What, they lost to Green Bay in the playoffs last year, right? Mm-hmm. In the divisional round. So they already went to the divisional round with Jared Goff. If you fix it and clean up some stuff and get a Von Miller and you, you understand me, and Cam Akers and he's healthy and you get all of that. With think about this with Jared Goff, they went to the divisional round. Aaron Donald got hurt in Green Bay. Mm. That's one game from the NFC Championship, which they're at now. I mean, they got to the divisional round with John Wofford, who won the wild card it, it, game and then got hurt, and they brought in Goff. Okay, there you go. You see? Okay. So I'm with you. Now it's like you said you couldn't do it with the quarterbacks that you had. Now we went out there and got you a guy that many people say couldn't carry a team. Now he's won his first, second playoff game. So the kind of like the – I don't know the mustards off of him, so to speak, because his argue, his big deal was he could never win a playoff game. Let me ask you a question about Jared Goff, though. Wasn't the thing with Jared Goff is that he can never take the top off, right, of the defense to a degree? And no, he actually he actually was a good deep ball thrower when they had deep ball go guys like Sammy Watkins, uh, uh, Brandon Cooks. They could, that they, he could take the deep pass down the field for whatever reason. He just couldn't orchestrate Sean McVay's offense to McVay's liking. So don't you he think fell that, out of don't you favor. Think, don't you even think that that massive play that he had to Cooper Cup, that's the reason why you got Matthew Stafford? Yeah. That was such a – you know, Max, seen, I still want to diminish how I've big seen, of a play that was no, in that moment play. where you think if Jared Goff was in that situation, would he have made that play? Or would that have been the end of the but road seen, for the Rams? But I've seen him make those plays before. Again, we just said. You know what it was, Keith? He was in the NFC Divisional Round. I understand, but I will have to trust the eyes of Sean McVay, who sees it daily. That's why this is a big, big deal for him. I feel like Goff was, in a way, sometimes I get them confused. Like when I'm like, oh, wait, I'm talking about Jimmy G. In a way, like Jimmy G, 
in the sense that even though he was flying high through a lot of that Super Bowl run season when, when they got there, it felt like Todd Gurley and, and, and the way he was used in the offense was the reason Goff was having the success. It felt that way to me, at least. Like, you mentioned the pass catchers, but to me it felt like an all-world running back who could do everything you need him to yeah, do. Yeah. And as he diminished through the season because of injuries, so did the Rams, right? Yeah. And Stafford, to me, feels like what, Mc, what, what McVay was looking for is, I need someone who, independent of what's around him, can get it done. Doesn't mean you don't need good teammates. Yeah. It means that he's not as dependent on I, that. I as get Goff. it. I get it. But what we what it all boils down to for me, Max and Jay, is we're in the same spot we were already in. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. We're already yeah. in. Yeah. We're, yeah. We've been in this spot before. Only now we don't have any draft picks forever. Now we don't have any <laughs> draft picks forever. So that means that either we get to the Super Bowl and win it. Or it's a complete failure because we failed at winning the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Yeah, and we could have just we done that again and had yeah, all those yeah, draft exactly. picks. Yeah, that makes sense. That's I'm all I'm you. saying. Okay. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's get to the AFC Championship game. Let's grim be the Grim Reaper. And go get it. Go get it. You definitely don't want to lose to the same team twice. That'll give you a long offseason to think about. Hey. All right, Super Bowl halftime performance. You seen the little commercial? Guys, we asked the question about the Rams. Got to ask the question about the Chiefs. Is this, a, is this season a disappointment? Is it a bad Chiefs season if they lose in the AFC Championship game? I don't think it is. What I don't think it is at all. Jay? Are, are we talking about, you know, it depends on who you're asking this question Well, that's to, true, too. Right? Yeah, that's true. Because to everyday fans, like to one of our producers, James Steele, I'm sure if they lose, and Steel he's a Steel. diehard Kansas City fan, like, all right, you know, like, look, we turned things around, we got there. But as an ex-athlete, if you want this realness from me, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, every damn year I play in the NFL, my expectation is to win the Super Bowl. Especially when I know that our offense is clicking and our defense is making the right adjustments and I got weapons like Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I have everything that's in front of me and we're playing at a high level. Every year my expectation is to win it. And every year I don't. It's a bus season. I also think, guys, it is an enormous historical moment for the Chiefs and the NFL in that the Patriots were the previous dynasty, right? And think about the difference between they lose in the AFC Championship game. Okay, Mahomes, four consecutive AFC Championship games they've hosted. Amazing, right? Two Super Bowl trips and a Super Bowl win. What a great run through the first four years as a starter versus four AFC Championship games a pre-snap penalty being the only thing that kept them out of four consecutive Super Bowls, if they go on to win another one, two Super Bowl championships in a four-year span, you're starting to get to one of the greatest stretches that any team has ever had, right? Like, it is a big swing year for them in a way. No question. So, So when I say it's not a failed year because they got so many more great years left, they could capitalize on this year. There's no question about it. But I'm not looking at it and saying 
well, if they don't get here, they'll never get back. If, if it, that was the case, right? Like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they'll probably never get back anytime soon. The Rams on the flip side of things, if they don't make it based on everything that they did, they may not get back because Von Miller gets a little bit older. OBJ is going to cost a little more, more money. You know, all you start looking at, they got to replace the left tackle and Whitworth. There's things that they've got to do. Cincinnati, they, for whatever reason, don't get there. It's like they're like Kansas City. Like they got time to keep building because Kansas City got time so scary, to man. keep building. Max, we just said Kansas City still has time to keep building. That's crazy. Crazy, but I just, as a, as a kind of a, as a warning, like as a Yankees fan, and it's a little different, it's a different sport, Yankees came in out of way of winning five out of six World Series in Jeter's first six years. Oh, my God. And they still had a lot of the core that they had, Mariano Rivera, and a lot of different players still in the system that were like, there would be continuity. They were going to lose some guys, though, right? And all of a sudden... Bernie Williams gets old and Paul O'Neill retires and Andy Pettit leaves and and what looked like, oh my God, they could do this forever. They only ever got one they they won one more World Series, Jeter's whole career. Right? Like I'm just saying, it it, it looks to like Mahomes, oh my God, but Travis Kelsey not gonna play forever. Tyreek Hill's not gonna play forever. And and they're a lot of what makes this different, right? The Andy Reid's not gonna coach forever. Even if Mahomes plays another 12, 13 years at a, some crazy level, ah, who knows? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. They got to strike while the iron's hot. They do. They do. But football is a little bit different because as long as you can plug a few holes here and there, you got a fighting chance. No question about it. In this one game. It's one game. And and hopefully at some point the Chiefs will need a new offensive coordinator, right? Because Eric Bieniemy's recognized for what he's done. Bieniemy, or maybe who, they, uh, maybe they won't, Max. What's that? Or maybe they won't. Well, we'll see. I mean, he interviewed for the Broncos job. He didn't get it. And that was the only job he interviewed for. Here is Chris Carlin and Harry Douglas on Greeny yesterday on Bieniemy potentially going another cycle without getting a job. Does Eric Bieniemy need to go somewhere else and get out from underneath the shadow of Andy Reid, as unfair as that may be, and maybe be the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears and show that he can do it on his own with a quarterback? And it's not all just Andy Reid. I I think that's BS because – I I think it is too. Because everybody else who got coaching jobs from being under Andy Reid, nobody else questioned that. Totally agree. So so to say that about Eric Bieniemy, I think is BS. Crazy. It's wild, and, and Harry Douglas is correct about that. Nobody said that about any of the guys that ever got head coaching jobs standing along the sidelines of Andy Reid, Sean McVay, and anybody else. Matt Nagy, Doug Peterson. You can run, run, rattle them off. You know, you, you can rattle them off all day long, and, and you sit around and you think about that. Here we are right now, and Sean McVay's guy uh, with Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell is up for the Houston Texans head coaching job. What play he done called? That, that, you, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What play did he actually call? He's a call? finalist for the Denver job. No, he, he, he was. Yeah, but what plays has he ever called? So this notion 
This notion is crazy. It's crazy, man. It makes zero sense. It's such a false narrative. You know, he needs an interview coach or something. Boy, they make a well, lot Max, of those Max, interviews. Can we let's dig into that for a second? Is an interview coach. Man, you don't stop. He needs an interview. I mean, that's all you ever hear is that he doesn't interview well. I mean, you would think the resume would speak louder than the interview. Okay, but, so, you know. so what the hell do you – what are you looking for in an interview? Hey, Bill, I've got to make sure that well, – is that what well, you're looking for? Let's or, talk about it. Let's talk about it, Max. Let's be honest about it, Max. There, there yeah. are biases mm-hmm. to people that maybe don't sound like the way you would expect them to sound. Yep. It's not about how they think, but it's like, are you, are you talking my language? And I don't think it's acceptable. But that could be something that people could be looking at. I don't know why. Eric Bieniemy speaks the language of the players. I I understand that the language I'm, of the, that's all that matter. Eric Bieniemy speaks the language of the players. Eric Bieniemy doesn't need, need to speak the language of the front office. He needs to speak the language of the players, which is communicating with them. That's all that matters. So when you hear Jay Max Evan. Oh, he doesn't interview well. Matt Nagy interviewed just great. Got the job. You know, he's looking for a job now. Joe Judge, what a great interview. Could it, could it be, though, Tough Max, talk. that he's not? You know, sometimes when I and I go through a lot of interviews, right, not, not for NFL head coaching, but for other businesses I'm oh, involved in, and you NFL hear people, they try to sell you on stuff, mm-hmm. right? They try to pitch you. Like, here's what – could it be like Eric may, may, not, may not be, like, as salesy about – what he brings to the table because of the success he's had doesn't matter. I'm not finding. No. I'm just trying to understand. No, I, Keith. I get it. But you know what it I mean? I'm not saying matter. it's right. I understand what you're saying. I'm just Brad trying to- Childress, he got a job. He ain't called and play. I, I I found it very suspicious. I don't. It doesn't. Some like I don't know what it is with B enemy. The interview thing doesn't sound you, right you, to me. If you told me Max, he killed 25 people. That's the reason they're not hiring him. Then I'd be okay. That's what I mean, <laughs> Key. Like there's something. There's something, even, even, by the way, and someone might point to the elephant in the room, which is the fact that there is, at the moment, how many African-American head coaches in the NFL? One. 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 And and by the way, he, apparently you need to be a first ballot Hall of Famer to keep your job as an African-American head coach, who, by the way, continues to win every single year at a very high level. One. We're down to Mike Tomlin. So, like, maybe it's just the obvious answer as to why he doesn't supposedly interview well right like maybe you have to like, like but but because what else tell me what else there is other than this interview thing I do people not believe he's actually calling the plays for Andy Reid even though Reid said it do is there something else going on because it doesn't make sense well, otherwise so it's a lot of people that do believe that but the one person that certainly knows he's calling the plays listen to this from coach Andy Reid so EB and I spent a ton of time working through all of that stuff and just making sure that we're uh, we're rolling and dancing the same dance there. And I, I have full trust in that. When people say EB doesn't call the plays, EB does. I mean, he literally calls the plays in there. And, and then um, I have full trust that if he has a, an idea and he wants to shoot it, then he puts it in and we go. And I, I never question that. So if the head coach – of the Kansas City Chiefs is telling you hmm. he calls the damn plays. Why don't we stop? You know, maybe that on television, Max, when we're doing all the TV talking and oh, Andy Reid called a great play right there. 
Why don't they stop that? You know, I, I agree. Either that, you know, we, we talked about it earlier in the show. Is it ignorance? Is it laziness? What, what's going on? Is it pushing a kind of narrative, as we say nowadays, about Reed? But I wonder if it's this, something like this. And this is, if, if it is this, it's a bad reason, and some smart team will hire him. Maybe the feeling is that he is an Andy Reed kind of creation. And the thing about that is, even if someone believed that's true, well, that's really Andy Reid teaching him this kind of stuff. Like, Tom Brady was going to be great wherever he was, but of course he benefited from being with Bill Belichick. You know, you could take, a, you could take two quarterbacks equally talented. One goes to a great head coach, an OC, and the other not to a good one. After a couple of years, the, the, the guy who went to the great head coach in AC is a better quarterback now. That's a, what, do you not want him on your team? Well, the only reason he's like that is because he had that OC and coach. Yeah, but now he's also really good. So even if people believe that that the source of it is Andy Reid, what do they think? enemy didn't let, benefit from that? Let me ask you the question, though, before we move on. Is Josh McDaniel calling plays or is it Bill Belichick? Right. Exactly. Raiders opportunity. That's all I want to know. Yeah. Is it Josh McDaniels or Bill Belichick? Right, McDaniels, right. Yeah, exactly. It's McDaniels because people are telling you and they're selling you that it's him, and so now it's him. But when Andy Reid says it's the enemy, people say it's not. It's crazy. Yeah, and and Evan points out, like, that there's all – like, Belichick's a defensive guy. But if you took someone like Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick, right, so someone may, once you separate them, go, eh, that was Belichick. But also if you – But he still got hired. Yeah, that that's the thing. He got Matt hired. Damn Patricia. That's the thing. He got the job. With the pencil in the ear. <laughs> Remember the Eddie Murphy skip from SNL way back in the day where he got on a bus as oh, a white God. dude yes. just to see how people would react to him? <laughs> that, Jake? No, I haven't. You're going to pull it up during the break. Funniest thing ever. The enemy wind up with like 11 job offers Go tomorrow. Ahead, just take the money. It's yours. Don't worry about anything. <laughs> what was his name? Mr. White or Mr. Mr. White? Mr. White. <laughs> Mr. White. Coach White, this is an impressive resume. I like the cut of your jib. How'd you like to be our next head coach? I love that. Tune in tomorrow for college basketball action as Alabama hosts Baylor. Coverage begins at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. (laughs) Key and Jay owe me an apology. Will I get it? Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Genius is never recognized in its time or appreciated. Oh, the great minds throughout history, persecuted for their radical ideas. On Tuesday's show, I said... When talking about Aaron Rodgers' failure in the playoffs, the following. I'll take Herbert over Rodgers today. I got to go. I, 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 I got to get I, up and go. Are you talking about I don't even I, future you, games? You are, because I can't do that right you're, now. You're, you're, you're thinking about that like the next Rodgers is on a much better team than Herbert. Max. Herbert's numbers are almost Max, identical to Rodgers. Max, you can't take I, Justin I, Herbert I'm over Aaron Rodgers right now. I, was I don't have to deal with any of the nonsense. He's much younger, no, no, and he's I, just about as good already. I can't right now. He's not just about as good. Well, I think he's... Rodgers is better at the moment. I don't know how much better, but much more experienced. We posted that clip on Twitter and Instagram, and our uh, next guest, Darius Butler, replied, not a crazy take. And Darius Butler is now with us. Darius, good morning. And having heard <laughs> that and then Key and Jay's reaction. I, you know, they don't oh, have man, to, y'all going to dro- drop me right in the middle. I guess right I jumped in the middle of it, huh? Yeah, Darius, you tweeted, um, you tweeted on it. You jumped on the IG page. <laughs> you know what, man? It, and you guys probably don't know this, but I've been at the front of this um, this Justin Herbert fan club since the first time I saw him play. Honestly, when he got thrown in fire against the Chiefs. And then um, I knew from then on, you know, he obviously wouldn't leave the field again. But uh, if you look at this kid, man, he is just, scratching the surface so no I said what I said on the comment was it's not a crazy take and obviously Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVP um you see him falter um the last couple times in the playoffs now mm-hmm. but going forward even next season taking Justin Herbert over anybody right now in the NFL wouldn't be a, a crazy take in my opinion he's just scratching the surface man uh, he's been through three coordinators and even the coordinator he has now with Lombardi I don't think it's the a great fit for him I think it's still kind of holding him back but if you watch him play Every game, the kid makes two or three plays where it's like, wow. So um, it's not a crazy take at all, in my opinion, putting Herbert in the conversation with any quarterback that's playing a game, um, in my opinion. You you, you do know, Darius, I I play football, and I got hit a lot. (laughs) But you, you play football too, and I think you've been hit more than me because right now, you crazy, man. You crazy. Ain't no way in the hell no general manager in the National Football League is going to take Justin Herbert over Aaron Rodgers. And don't give me this, well, he's younger and he's going to play longer. We know that. I'm talking about over the next three years, nobody in their right mind. Oh, three years? Yeah, give me Herbert. Yeah, yeah. but see, Max, what you got to remember with Max – He's real slick and sly when he is. No, no, no. Give That's me true. Herbert. Next three years? Yeah, three years. Give Herbert. me Herbert. And by the oh, way, next three years, do you Herbert? Key, key. Oh, you I got you it. Absolutely. Key, you don't have to put up. I can't mess You don't have to put up with the circus with I, passive-aggressive I, 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 comments I, I, on the Pat McAfee show. And by the way, 
Rodgers does not have a great record in the playoffs. Um, He's like 500. I'm What's good. Justin Herbert's record in the playoffs, Max? Z- by the way, that's He doesn't legit. have one yet. You know okay. what, Darius, that's what I'm saying. Darius, I want to ask you about that because that is something that I wonder about. I am huge just like you on Justin Herbert. I think he is I'm like huge on him the too, next man. thing to Mahomes, basically, uh, Max, right? You have to be out of control on him. I know, but this is a question for Darius. But think about it, Max. I've seen him play his entire college career. I get it. I get it, Key. You up close and pride. No, I understand. But what I'm, but 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 you, but Jay just hit on something I want to ask a fellow Justin Herbert nut about, right? <laughs> Darius, he didn't make the playoffs, and Joe Burrow did, right? Like he really, and he was not on a great team, but an improved team, a team maybe good enough to make it. Are you concerned at all about like maybe he's this one of these just uber talented guys? You want to see him lead the team on a postseason run? Because I do have, still have those questions. Yeah, I, I I don't have any any questions about um his leadership, and then from the outside looking in, and that was one of the reasons he fell to the number six pick, um was was coming those some of those intangibles, the question marks there. Uh, but he he's an introvert, and uh, you know guys are different. Guys lead differently. Andrew Luck was completely different than Peyton. Peyton was different than Brady. Everybody has their own different way of leading. But I, those guys believe in him. You can tell he plays with a sense of fire. It's a calm in the huddle. Um, it, it's about a lot of what's going on around him, honestly. In his first year, you know, Anthony Lynn made a, a bunch of terrible uh, you know, clock management or late game situations. This year, defense couldn't stop a nosebleed when it came to the run. Special teams was horrible. Same thing with the Packers. But uh, it's a lot that goes on around Herbert that hasn't allowed him to be. And he still almost was in the playoffs. So I think um, they got a bunch of money. Tom Telesco um, should spend it in free agency and get some good players in there. Um, continue drafting well like they have been the last couple of years. And I think they'll be fine. And that AFC West, I mean, they're going to have to go through Mahomes and possibly Aaron Rodgers if he goes over there to Denver. Um, and I, I don't have it as big an issue. With, I don't have an issue at all, honestly, with Aaron Rodgers obviously going to my boy's Pat show and all that stuff. I don't have a problem with that. But I'm just saying the next three years, give me Herbert with his tools and how the game is, is mobile. Like everything that he has, that's what you want the quarterback. There's- Burrow, Herbert. Mahomes, Josh Allen, like, uh, you know, these guys are special, man. Really quick, do you think that is where Aaron Rodgers is going? Do you think he's going to Denver? I mean, you heard kind of some rumors, some murmurs behind, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire in this league in these days. I feel like when I first came in the league, a lot of people had sources and things like that. It was 50-50. Now, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And now that Nathaniel Hackett has went over there, um, the possibility is there for sure. Um, they'll have a new ownership group, I think. So I think, I mean, that'll be great for the NFL. I don't know if it'd be great if I would do it at 37. I would go in the division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. But um, you know, more power to him if he does. I don't think that's a necessarily a team that's just a quarterback away. Um, you still got young pieces on the outside. Um, you still, you know, how would the O line hold up with with A Rod? You saw him get beat up in the playoffs again, but um. You know, he, he's still going to be a phenomenal quarterback when he does play next year. I'm hoping he ends up somehow, some way down there in Indianapolis. But with his guy Hackett going out there to Denver, um, you know, that's, that's where, you know, signs are point right now. Darius Butler, former coach, cornerback, and bumped his head just like Max Kellerman on the wall somewhere <laughs> with the Justin Herbert takes. Joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Darius, you mentioned quarterback. You mentioned maybe Indianapolis. What did you make of Jim Ursay's late-night tweet about teams <laughs> needing to have QBs uh, in order to score 30 points and win a title? 
Yeah, man, that, that's, you know, Jim was burning the midnight oil, man, and probably, you know, watching some football or watching a film or something. But, I mean, that's what you need. It, it, it just it is. I host the podcast, Man to Man Pod, with Antoine Bethea, and he played 14 years in the league. And we were talking when uh, Josh Allen and Mahomes were playing. We're like, hey, bro, it's, it's, it's not the same league we played in. You know, it used to be, you know, run the ball, play defense, you know, do this. Now you have to have a special cat under center. And I think uh, with the rules and how these quarterbacks and coaches, how good they are, it's not about, you know, holding them under, you know, 17 points a game or 21 points a game anymore. It's just about being good in situations on defense. Like 13 seconds, you got to get up, not a lot of field goal. That's where you have to be special for that um, point in time in that situation. But these quarterbacks and these coaches, man, they are just, I mean, they're too good. And like Ursay said, I just named all those AFC. Those are all AFC quarterbacks, Burrow, Herbert, Allen, Mahomes, Jackson, if you don't have one of those guys, you don't have a chance. Darius Butler showed up on this show today and talked some sense to Keyshawn and <laughs> Jay Will. It's about time someone did. Thank you, Darius. Appreciate you, bro. All right, get some ice hey, for that thank head, you, man. man. All right, DB. Hey, wait, before I get up out of here, though, shout out to Mina Kimes, too, because her mm. article on Justin Herbert gave me even more insight on it and made me love him even more. So shout out to Mina. Oh, look at that. Mina getting some love. That's right. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Right, People are paying attention, like Mina Kimes. Okay, um, keys, keys to championship weekend. Ooh, I, this is something I'm looking forward to. Me Coming too. up next, it was Jay's idea. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Guys fold when they know the pressure's coming. That's not Joe Burrow. Don't you know that I'm trouble? I'm tired of the underdog narrative. We're a really, really good team. We're here to make noise. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. The Nets are hoping to get in the zone against the Warriors in a potential finals preview Saturday. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone. And there, then there's these guys getting in the zone on Sunday. Here are Keys, Keys, Keys non-quarterbacks who will have an impact on the NFC and AFC championship games. We got an offensive guy and a defensive guy from each team, Key. We do, and and when I look at the Rams, I look at OBJ on the offensive side of the ball because 
Cooper Cup will be taken out of this football game as much as possible. And then when you talk about the next guy at the receiver position is OBJ. He certainly has been on fire for the Rams since acquiring him from the Cleveland Browns. And then on the defensive side of the ball for the Rams is Aaron Donald. Nobody can block him. Yeah. All right, he won't get all the opportunities in the world, uh, Jay. But at the end of the day, whatever little opportunities he get when Jimmy G drops back, he goes and gets him. Well, is this not Aaron Donald? Add Von Miller to that equation too, and I think that dual pressure max that takes it to a different level. Mm-hmm. And then the Forty ers the San Francisco Forty ers Nick Bosa on the defensive side of the ball. We know that Matthew Stafford is going to drop back and try and deliver the football to the OBJs and the Cooper Cups and the Higbees and the Jeffersons and Cam Akers and those guys on the offensive side of the ball. Whitworth at the left tackle spot, banged up. You got to go and get him. He should be able to have some, you know, some fun with it. And on the offensive side, Brandon Ayuk. And on the offensive side, the Swiss Army knife, Debo Samuel. I mean, he is utilizing Kyle Shanahan's offense, even though he's banged up. To a different degree, how will Sean McVay and company handle Debo Samuel? The Chiefs, Key. The Chiefs. Well, so we know about Kelsey. We know about Tyreek Hill. But a sneaky good one could be McCole Hartman. Mikola Hartman, the receiver, who's the third guy there. When you talk about having a third option to go to when the other two guys are shut down, He's been a pretty positive influence on Patrick Mahomes putting the ball and building a trust in him late in the season. Houdini, the Michael Jordan of the NFL, as Max Kellerman refers to him. Patrick Mahomes, can he do it again? Four straight AFC championships. Can he get his team to another yeah, Super Bowl? But Jay, this is supposed to be non-quarterbacks. Uh, well, I'm not playing by those rules. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> uh, it's interesting, on Nicole the- Hardman. It's always been like, right? Like, do they have enough depth at receiver since Watkins? Uh, you're right. It's an interesting ch- choice. What about the Bengals? The defensive side, oh, though, we haven't done the Kansas City. Side. Excuse me. Melvin Ingram. Chris Jones could have been added to the mix along with, with Frank Clark. Uh, yes, along with Frank Clark, he could have been added to the mix. But I picked Melvin Ingram. I feel like Melvin Ingram could get after the quarterback, harass Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is knocked down 13 times, sack nine. If they could apply that pressure on him, then they could certainly slow that high-octane, high-powered offense down. Bengals key. The Bengals. Mm-hmm. Much like Kansas City. it's the, the Bengals are Kansas City of three years ago from an offensive output. Explosive, big chunk plays with Jamar Chase and company and T. Higgins and Mixon in the backfield. But it won't be those guys if they win this football game, it'll be a likely hero like a Tyler Boyd, an unlikely hero like a Tyler Boyd, continuing to play his role, make plays for the Cincinnati Bengals on the offensive side of the ball, putting them in position to score points. No question about it. I'll just go with Jamar Chase in this one. I think he's been able to make some really big plays for them offensively. And that continuity and that experience that he has with Joe Burrow, that's a hell of a connection. And can it come to fruition again in this game? On the defensive side of the ball, the cornerback Eli Apple, the ex-New York Giant. Mm. Can Eli Apple take a bite out of the Kansas City Chiefs? (laughs) I don't know if he can or not. Because the offensive side of Tyreek Hill, uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, Miko Hartman, Clyde Hilaire Edwards or Edwards Clyde Hilaire. He's got like nine names. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. yeah. Hilaire. You think about you think about what Kansas City offense has been like over the last several weeks. Explosive. 
In Cincinnati's secondary, they will allow you to make plays. There's no question about it. So I'm looking forward to this matchup on Sunday. You know who I think might be a key to this game for the Chiefs? Who? Josh Allen. Like, the question is, after that game against Josh Allen and the Bills, can they get – I get it. It's the AFC Championship game. I'm not suggesting they won't be up and ready for the game. But, like, it just feels to me like Chiefs-Bills was the Super Bowl. Like, that's the highest level we're going to see this year. And Joe Burrow is just a sneaky dude to have to run into after a game like that, you know? Max, I'm so curious. James Steele, like I said, one of our producers, diehard Kansas City fan, wearing the Kansas City jacket right now as we speak. How are you feeling before the big games this weekend, big boy? Word. Yeah, you're here. Yeah, they're trying to get his mic locked up right now because I called uh, him out randomly. Yeah, yeah. Not great. Not, not great? Of, maybe. You're at home. What do you mean not great? He's nervous. Kansas City. What? He's always nervous. So when we come in here on Monday, who will be playing in the Super Bowl? Will we see a rematch of the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs? Or will we see the Cincinnati Bengals and the Niners or the Rams? Or will we see Kansas City and the Rams? Like, who will we see? You got an answer, Jay? Who you got, Max? You go first. I got the Super Bowl that we wanted to see a couple years back. Chiefs-Rams. Chiefs over Rams. But I think it's Chiefs-Rams this time. Just for devil's advocate, I mean, oh, this is tough, man. Oh, it's so tough. It's so tough. I'm going to go Cincy. Mm. I'm going to go Cincy and 49ers. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to go out. Like, everybody everybody made that stinky him, face. Him, him everybody here want. made that stinky <laughs> yeah. face. They were bad ticket sales I mean, right the there. Bengals have been to the Super Bowl twice, faced the 49ers both times. Uh, uh. This would be the third time in the Bengals' history in the Super Bowl, and they'd have to face the 49ers all three times. Now, Joe Montana ain't walking through that door for the 49ers. That's kind of a fun storyline to look at here if the Bengals Yeah, the Bengals got Joe Montana now. <laughs> the, the Bengals got that guy now. Yeah, I'm I'm going Kansas City and, and uh, the Rams, Rams will see each yeah, other. That's, that's an easy pick. That's easy. Yeah, well, why yeah. wouldn't I pick the easy? <laughs> Fair. Why am I going to try to make it difficult for myself? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's the... Boy, they they really went all in the 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 Rams did on Stafford and everything, and to win, you're first going to have to beat a team that's beaten you six times in a row, and then you're either going to have to fight, you're going to have to beat like the, the the cardiac kid Bengals with Joe Burrow and Jamar chasing them, <laughs> or Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Woo! Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.